Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. Alright, well, that means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay Podcast. Let's do it. Nice. 25 bucks, mama, Ray Joe here. Sit on a board chair, do it on the stairs. Grew your hair out and you want to get into the bed. The topic this week, as we were kind of preparing for it, um, I think one thing I, I thought of was, uh, have, you, have you guys all seen My Big Fat Greek Wedding? Like, at least a few times. At least a few, probably not, but I've, I'm sure I've seen once. That that might be the movie that I've watched the most. Um, like, really? Well, like at at home. I don't I don't know why. I just feel like we watched it a lot when I was like growing up or something. Do you have a just... worn out VHS copy? No, I think it was a DVD. But yeah, it came out like DVD. But there's a there's a scene where they're first uh, meeting like the Eon Miller. Um, and, and he's a, he's a vegetarian and one of the ants, uh, you know, loudly. So every, everyone pauses, everyone stops talking in this, this bustling restaurant. And she goes, what do you mean you don't eat no meat? And then there's a pause and it's silent. And she goes, uh, okay, I make lamb. So this week we're going to talk in part based off of really an article that Max sent, which do you want to introduce the uh, the uh, you know the the idea behind this this different type of diet? Well, I'm not sure that I do because <laughs> Sean said that he was going to kill the messenger, so it's it's within the realm of possibility. Although I should I might have somebody hold me back. I should probably introduce our guest. Kevin's here. Hey, Kevin. How's it going, guys? I think Kevin is going to be important in this because he he might be the most meat eatery of uh, of the four of us here, which is not a bad thing, but uh, Max, there seems to be a new way that people are thinking about approaching uh, meat eating, as opposed to the binary of, I guess, carnivores versus herbivores. You know, these vegetarians like Ian Miller. Uh, yeah, there's there's a new idea. Um, being an omnivore. <laughs> being an uh, omnivore. <laughs> practicing uh, flexitarianism. Yeah. Or lessitarianism or reductarianism as Wikipedia cites uh, these are glorified terms to describe a normal fucking diet (laughs) (laughs) thank you for clearing that up so wait so the idea is that wait you eat meat and vegetables that's right no way oh and sometimes you just have meals that are only vegetables uh, I'm not even sure if that's a requirement. Wait, but then do like, you sometimes have meals that are only meat? Uh, mm, probably. That would be kind of weird, I think weird, you just kind honestly. of are flexible with it. Um, yeah, the idea is that you just essentially are reducing your, your meat intake. And why you're doing that uh, could be for a variety of reasons. Some people do it for animal rights. Some people do it for uh, the environment. There's a lot of environmental factors at play for raising and transporting and slaughtering livestock. Uh, and some people do it for, for health reasons. I mean, I, I'm no nutritionist or dietitian, and I'm not going to claim to be, but obviously you can, on the internet especially, you can find something professing the health benefits of literally everything. Mm-hmm. So that exists. But, I mean, I have some statistics to back it up. It's very, They're very popular among that, that M term. Um, and I will say that uh, people the number of new, as of, as of a year ago... Um, so this, this is a, citing an article from a year ago. Uh, the number of new vegetarian product launches has doubled over the past five years, and annual meat consumption per person has fallen 
uh, over the 10 years from 2006 to 2016. And I think a lot of that is driven by uh, the, the M-term, M-term folks. So, uh, Kevin, I'll ask you first, because you're an M-term folk and you're an M-eater, in the sense I think you probably eat the most... You might eat... I don't know. I, you, you eat more meat than I do, which is totally fine. I have no I have no issue with people, you know, being on the carnivore side of the omnivore, which we naturally are, by the way. You know, this flexitarianism, that's just kind of how people do things. But part of it is, as you mentioned, one of your one of your uh, key, um, you know, hobbies is, is protein consumption. Um, <laughs> purposeful protein consumption, but nevertheless, you know, do you do you reject the idea of eating less meat? I, I don't reject the idea. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have a a role in my life to decrease meat eating. Um, I I guess like, I, I honestly don't really care about the animals, mm-hmm. for better or for worse. Environment, I'm not very well educated on what... Uh, what the impact is. Yeah. I don't even... I mean, from what I've heard, red meat is much more dangerous to the environment. I mostly eat white meat. Yeah. Um, and, I don't know, I, I try to help out in other ways, uh, you know, like reducing, uh, like, electricity use and such. Yeah. So, it's... I mean, you, you can't... You can't solve everything. And just, it's... It's, it, it's an important part of my life... Important enough part of my life to where the benefit uh does not outweigh the yeah and downside. i i think one thing is is you know maybe you'd maybe you'd entertain a an alternative if there was a decent one but i get the sense that that's just not something that that really exists would you would you say that that's the case for getting the protein that you need for someone who you know goes to the gym a lot yeah i, I think about it um but but I but you know maybe you haven't done research but I, I I is there anything you've encountered that is you're like oh I'll, you know I'll just eat a mountain of Greek yogurt every day. It, it's just not satisfying enough, yeah. enough to me. I feel like I'd be way too hungry all the time. And for me, part of it honestly is I I grew up in a very meat and potatoes family, mm-hmm. and so like a meal has just in my life never felt even before I cared about you know like how much protein I was getting. Yep. It just, it's, always, it's always just been embedded in me that it's not like a meal without meat. Uh, so, you know, I haven't gone to the you know depths of my psyche to try to change that. That's fair. One thing, and, and I think I mentioned this to all of you, um, when I went to the climate march uh, some months ago, there was someone in like this group that I was with, and we had a very brief conversation, but one that I kind of... It's not dissimilar to this, but they there was a sign I saw that said, you know, save the climate, go go vegan. And I said, I, I don't think I'm going to do that. And someone, <laughs> someone, uh, I, I was like, that's a, that's a very big ask. And someone in the group was, said, you know, very briefly, you understand, you know, by consuming animal products and uh, taking it broadly, I think more to even animal project, uh, products, what you're doing. And I said, yeah, I'm aware. And you mentioned the education perspective. Even something like milk that, that comes from cows. And and cows produce a lot of methane, which last time I checked is not great in huge consumptions in our air. 
do you Sean or Max is it something you thought about too is it you know it's maybe not just meat it's uh, I, I chug a gallon of milk every day I mean I so for me I as I consider it now I would say over the last I don't know three years or so I consume less meat and less milk than I did previously but it hasn't necessarily been all that conscious a decision. I haven't set out to say, I'm going to start cutting meat out of my diet. I'm going to be a reducitarian. I'm just like eating how I choose to eat. And Max, earlier you left out another possible reason why people would reduce the their meat intake, which I think is probably the closest to what I do. It's that red meat in particular is kind of expensive. Yeah. Like, I don't like paying for it. You know, I can, you know, I'm perfectly happy to, you know, one of my favorite recipes that I've been making recently is like this, it's like chickpeas and peas. And, you know, you serve it with like yogurt and spices. And if you want to get fancy, you can, you know, if you feel like throwing a little extra scratch in there, like it's really good if you add like pancetta cubes, little tiny ones. But like that, so I've moved more in a direction where a lot of the times a lot of time meat is more sort of like an accent for me um like you know rice and beans with like some crumbled chorizo or something in it and and like i really like that and i you know i feel like i'm i'm still getting protein from yogurt from beans that sort of stuff um without having to pay that sweet sweet ribeye markup mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah i mean i think the cost reason is what drives a lot of ethnic cuisines actually where the meat is more of an uh it's they they're used almost more like like we think of using herbs and spices you know you might add a little bit of lamb to a recipe for flavor it's not the main part of the dish um i did find some some statistics to suggest that that raising beef uh livestock for beef is significantly more harmful for the environment than than for dairy yeah uh uses up a lot more land uses up a lot more water and then it's uh, transporting wise is probably about the well, same. You also have to think of, you know, the conditions comes up when I think a certain subset of people like the conditions in which people are raised are these animals raised are not great. And so you talk about pasture fed, um, be it eggs or be it your 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 lamb or, or your steak or, or whatever you're getting. And I, Max is showing his his appreciation for a good meat or a good animal product. Um, I I think that plays too. And and one thing I think about is I remember the last time I got red meat. I bought red meat. So well, pork is a weird thing, but that I bought a ribeye and I did it to the reverse sear steak thing, which we've all done. Mm-hmm. I went to Whole Foods and got it because for me and like the whole. Being an omnivore thing, I eat protein regularly. I do like you, Kevin. I mostly just eat chicken when I'm going to do it. Chicken defrosting now. Um, But when I'm having red meat like that, I do approach it as kind of a special occasion. Mm -hmm. So I'm willing to pay more. And I think that's something that, you know, Max and I, you and I have talked about a bunch, which is this, I like having a diversity of foods. It's fun. And, you know, making chickpeas one night and then having... You know, chicken thighs the next thing. I, I like the balances. I get enjoyment out of that. Really, you eat those two things together. Oh, 
Oh. Yeah, but but then I can have multiple meals. Chef's, so have, chef's kiss of delight. <laughs> chef's kiss of delight. Um, Is that what lords do? I, that might be what, what lords do. Uh, the the other thing that I consider sometimes is do do I have more of a connection to like cows and, and pigs and lambs than chicken? Like, is part of it I just view chickens as not the same level then? Which I think is really bad because I I buy chicken and don't think about it. But and I also am not considering the environmental factors. But I think in some ways that's from maybe the way they're stored and everything that's kind of the worst and I buy this huge package of chicken and should I be feeling more not guilty but more mindful of it I don't know I mean in terms of the connection I, I people people who are uh, call them anti-meat uh, it's, uh, pro plant sure that's how they would like you to frame it yes um, talk about how you know how intelligent pigs are, um, and you know what uh, I don't care at all. I I think I have been un I I try not to say this because it it might come off as un uneducated at times. But for thousands and thousands of years, humans have been domesticating animals. We we kind of won out. Like we we won out on them. And so we're, opposable thumbs, man. we're raising the these changer. animals specifically to be domesticated. So, and I know this isn't what people are asking for, but we're just supposed to one day say stop, let the chickens go. And I know that's not how markets work, but I I also have in my mind that well, what else is going to happen with the cow, which I think is kind of a bad idea because then I continue to be part of the problem even if I see a little bit. I'm still a consumer in that market. Well, the cow's still going to be turned into meat and dairy just for someone else. Yeah. But if enough pe- if, if enough people say, nah, I'm out on this, there's going to be less of that. But then my question is, where are the cows going to go? There I, would be fewer cows raised for beef. There would, yeah. There would be fewer. And there are areas of the world where Unless they run uh, livestock and beef production the way they do uh, the car market, in which case there would just be tons of extra cows. Well, we know that and they, we'd put them in warehouses. They and do that about with them. they do that with cheese they though. Do with cheese. Because they're you know, the US government has had to buy all this cheese from Wisconsin because they produce so much of it. Well and that's and that's the other the other impact too is that, you know, that that's going to you know Regardless of your perspective on whether it's a, a good or a bad thing to cut down worldwide, nationwide meat and dairy intake, like that would absolutely hurt people whose livelihood is, you know, raising livestock, yeah. you know, making and selling cheese. Like there, there are you know even so even something that might have a positive impact in terms of the environment is like it's gonna have a negative impact on someone somehow too. So I. I enjoy going to the farmer's market a lot. Mm-hmm. You both went to the farmer's market before here. Yes, we did. Part of the reason I like the farmer's market is these are local producers of goods. And I pay a little bit more, but I'm okay with that. And I love going and buying and make ratatouille tonight. I love buying vegetables, especially this time of year. Do you... They have price controls on things like milk. Um, in the do they? Yes, oh, they yeah. do. It's Supreme Court cases on feels, the prices of milk. It just feels like it's expensive all the time. Oh, I, 
and I think sort of they have it on eggs too. Would you, if those price controls were on cucumbers or bell peppers, would part of me thinks I would be more likely to maybe that changes diets if if those are more subsidized. But at the same time, I think of well, then you're just going to have instead of big, big milk, you're going to have big bell pepper, and and then the reason I'm going to the farmers market, going there for the produce, am I going to lose out? So sometimes I wonder if my diet decisions are not my own. Are any of your decisions your own? Really, no. in the grand scheme of things. No, they're they're probably they're probably not. Uh, yeah, we keep it optimistic here. <laughs> well, not, not normally we don't keep it optimistic. Actually, that's kind of what I was going for. Yeah. I, yeah, Kevin. Do you? I mean, I think that you are the most consistent in what you eat in many ways. Yeah. Is I, it I pretty much Steve Jobs my my diet. Yeah. Like I just do the same thing every day except for on the weekends like yeah. when I'm with friends. Do you ever switch up between you sometimes switch up between fish and white fish and white meat aka chicken. Yeah, that's that's the majority of the changes. So here's here's another question. I feel like you well Depending on times, you probably don't eat that much meat at a time. Uh, well, yes, I do. Oh, okay, I you do. Well, yeah. maybe you do. <laughs> I, I feel I like don't, unless I'm misunderstanding the. No, no, no. I, I mean, you're you're eating a, a portion, but I don't know. Maybe sometimes you're eating like three or four portions. Whereas, say, if you had a steak every night as opposed to to chicken, which we know people who do that, I, I feel like you're winning out there. But I don't know how much you're actually better, so to speak. Um, uh, significantly, yeah, up to ten times. No, like just from a, is that like the well? If you're thing? talking about the like the impact on the environment, yeah, I could cite studies, but I'd prefer not to. I would probably prefer you not to as well. Is it, I mean, well, you also you you belong to Costco, so the 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 price thing is out. But you you still buy chicken because that's you you do a calculation on the the price in the protein, do you not? Yeah. I'm kind of a I'm kind of a nerd that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, diet is it's just, it's just something so unimportant to me that I make it as simple as possible so that I can focus on other things in my life. Um, and you know, I try to do the best I can with the rest of it. But you know, I guess I just don't care about my singular environmental impact at the moment. So that's 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 another thing and, and Max as as you raise your glass, uh, you're someone who has frequently and I'm not not in this boat, you eat with pleasure in mind. So yeah, he nods nods aggressively. Absolutely. Yeah. So so Kevin's so Kevin's view is that just totally mind boggling to you? Uh, it's not mind-boggling, but I, I wouldn't do that. But I, I recognize that he's he's making something that he doesn't necessarily appreciate, and he's making it take less time, so he has more time for things he appreciates. I'm doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. I just really appreciate food and flavor and the creative process. I mean, I watch cooking shows and order cookbooks from Amazon. I'm, I'm into yeah. that world. Wow. So Sounds like I, I, I appreciate what he's doing, but I, yeah, it's not for me. Um, I don't want to come off also, I'm the one citing all these studies, but I, I, I do eat uh, meat. I'm not going to claim to be a reductarian. 
on this podcast. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think I don't think anyone would would refer to themselves as a reductarian. Uh, that well, I am curious. You do eat for pleasure, but you also keep price in mind, and you you announce the. Well, you don't, but you're not eating red meat. Well, you eat red meat more than I do, but you're not eating it all the time. Uh, I I have actively tried to reduce my red meat intake. Mm -hmm. I I noticed when Kevin was talking about the way, you know, he was brought up where I think you said it's not a meal if there's no meat on the table. Right. And that is definitely not the way I was was brought up. I mean, we had a lot of vegetarian meals in my family. And my parents still probably mostly eat that way. Um, they would fall into that category. Yeah. And so anytime I'm home, and I'm home pretty often, you know, my parents will say, you know, or mostly my mom, uh, you know, eat less red meat, eat less red meat. So that kind of sticks, and you read some studies, and it's like, yeah, I could. Uh, one thing that I think that I've kind of fit into it, though, also, is, is steaks are really, really good. But if you eat them every day, you don't appreciate them as much. So I, I try to reduce them I wouldn't know. so that I can... <laughs> Uh, so I can enjoy the ones that I that I do have. Like eating a yeah. cheap steak so, okay. every day I is want, like no. I'd rather have one really so good I, steak. I do want to bring this up. That actually bothers me maybe the most is a lot of articles are about here's this cheap cut that you didn't know about. I think that that is to me that is actively bad because as I said, I view it as not actively bad. It's not great um, because I view. You know, eating red meat, I try to eat less, is, is kind of a special occasion. If you are actively seeking out the lesser cuts so that you can eat so, more red so, meat. So we'll just eat the best but, parts of the cow and then throw the yeah, rest away. Right. No, but you and, you can use we'll, them, but if you're doing it to try to eat as much red meat as you can, that's what I'm saying. But what about someone great. for whom their, their splurge amount is only enough to get cheap cuts. But it's still a spurge. You're still saying it's a special occasion. If you're doing the cheap cuts so that you can have red meat all the time, sure. that's what I have an issue with. And I think that there is... I've read articles about, you didn't know about this cheap cut, you should get it, and everything. That's when I'm like... It's one thing if you want to have red meat every once you know, once a week, and that's your only outlet to do it. More power to you for do getting that pleasure, but also being mindful of, of you know cost. I think that's great. If you're doing it just to Make sure it's on the table every night. I don't. I'm uncomfortable with that. Um, I think the thing that I find is that as I search the world for new things to cook, it's more and more like most of the exciting stuff seems to be either explicitly vegetarian or at least vegetable, like plant-focused. And so that, I mean, that's definitely a, a big part of it for me, too. It's just like, you know, this the stuff, you know, the recipes I read, are, and I go, oh, that seems really interesting. It's like, it's not, you know, it's not here's a here's an awesome, like, you know, mushroom sauce to put on top of your your filet. It's, it's like chickpeas and peas. Did you know these go really well together? Yeah. I didn't, but now I know that they're fantastic. And then you put them with some, you know, full-fat Greek yogurt. So you yeah. really get a bounce out and you get a little bit of protein. Not not enough. Uh, Kevin, I think you're right. Especially if you are active in a way that you need protein, there's not enough. I recall, um, and this, this like, I think kind of is the, 
the ultimate question with this, and some of us have answered it already, would you entertain a period of time trying no, maybe not full veganism, but no animal meat products? So maybe you stick with milk, maybe you stick with eggs, which are in kind of a hinterland of vegetarianism, depending on who you ask. I know that... life begins at conception. That's animal meat. This, that is for... This is an argument that you made in in a Slack chat very recently. I was not necessarily (laughs) being serious, and that's for the other (laughs) podcast, which is also recorded on Sundays. But, uh, so my, my fourth year of school, I, for a period of time, I think in the spring, or it was, I sort of inadvertently, except for the occasional dino nuggets... Uh, Adel ate was pretty much animal protein free, but it was because, uh, you know, having only so many funds available to you, vegetables are cheaper. I don't recall being any more worn down than I would have been studying as much as I was and, you know, having morning beer and beer and morning beer, I mean coffee and, and regular beer being like big components of my diet uh, along with the vegetarian stuff but Max would would you do it do you think you could do it do I think I could yeah would you yes yeah I would like to you would like to okay yeah. I would I would not even like to and I think I've I've got enough stuff in my arsenal that I can especially over the summer I think I could do it mm-hmm. but I also just don't want to because I do like the the the, the the flexitarian life, so, which is, I can drink, I can eat lots of things, because I'm an omnivore. The, the reason I think I would like to try it, almost, you know, there's a little bit of the environmental impacts, but at the end of the day, I sort of side with Kevin, that it's like, uh, I'm going to take the easy route, and just be like, oh, my impact won't change anything, so I'm going to enjoy my, my red meat or whatever. Okay. But I, I think the reason I'd like to try it more would be, um, more what Sean said, is I, I want to discover more vegetarian recipes. Yeah. And if after the month of trying vegetarianism, I have a whole batch of 15 new recipes that I really like that happen to be vegetarian, it's kind of a win-win. And then if I want to add some meat to some of them, that's fine, too. Yeah. But if I... It's definitely... There is definitely science to suggest that it is positive for the earth and maybe for your body, who knows, to reduce your meat intake. So if I can find a bunch of recipes that I really like and I'm eating for pleasure, why not? That's the aspect that I would latch on to as well. Is it's the forced creativity. Yes. And one thing to, to kind of clarify my stance or why I do why I eat how I, I do is that I just I don't enjoy cooking at all. I I, I enjoy trying new foods and mm-hmm. I I'm not a very picky eater and I I like a lot of stuff. Just I don't enjoy cooking it mm-hmm. enough to uh, you know the the annoyance of cooking for me is not enough for the to try out a new food. But I think. A thing that is admirable about you is that you, and, and part of it is doing the calculations and everything. You still do cook. You don't just. I cook, you, yeah. You still, you don't go in. Yeah, it's basic, but you're not eating out all the time. And I feel like that introduces not only costs, but whatever else to your body. Probably extra salt than you really need. Items oh, like probably. that. <laughs> Certainly. Um, it's a nutritional sinkhole. Yeah. <laughs> Though I do have to replace a lot of stuff with hot sauce, so you know. That, that can only be so bad unless you've got oh, yeah. just it's a lake salty. of hot sauce. Uh, well, um, so, sometimes you do that. And the other benefit for me is that 
when I do eat out, it's just, it's amazing. Even if it's like a, you know, a $10 Thai food place, it's just like, this yeah. is so much better than what I'm eating most of the time. Hmm. Well, I, I think that was a very productive, as far as I'm concerned, productive answer. What about, are you going to... I managed to not get angry. I managed yeah. to not fly Well, are you, gonna, are you going to do... Well, you sort of... You've said that you... I, I think you're like me. You could do it, but you like the diversity, um, as, as I, Max does. I think I would maybe try it for a shorter period of time. Like, I would probably... I, I would two try weeks. it for two weeks, yeah. Uh, and what, and I don't what, know if I will, but I, yeah, I think I... Not, I yeah, don't hold in my this, head, please. I think I would. Yeah, I also find it funny that Max and I both... Uh, or saying we don't really care much about the environmental impact, then we've already stated that we're gonna, you know, jump ship off this planet. You know, first chance we get. Yeah, this is this is true. <laughs> I I care about the environmental impact. If there was some yeah, way yeah. to guarantee that a ton of people would reduce their meat intake, and I realize that it starts with me, but I also really like steak. But does it? But also does it? Does it really yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I have a great. I, I, do, do you, you fancy share, yourself a charismatic leader? I want to share a quote. No. He just said he'd be Brienne of Tarth in our um, in our uh, Game of Thrones pool. Mm-hmm. She's got charisma. T- Happy season seven, y'all. No, she lacks charisma. Uh, um, I have a great quote from a from a Homer Simpson. As the Simpsons are eating a vegetarian meal, you want to go ahead and stop this recording. <laughs> Homer says, "I don't miss meat at all. This portobello mushroom meat's like a steak, a rubbery fungus-like steak." <laughs> Uh, gotta throw that in there because there really isn't a replacement for for me, and um, yeah, I eat for enjoyment, so I'm gonna eat eat the meat. Well, not Arby's; they they do have the meats, but if you have a replacement for meat that is not a rubbery portobello mushroom, let us know. I think that's yeah, that would that would be good. Uh, find us on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty Okay Pod, and uh, let us know how you approach flexitarianism. Yeah. I'm really mad that I just said that word. Yeah. So we should go ahead and quickly move on to Pierce is Sorry. What's on tap this week? Uh, so I, I was not as prepared as I usually am, but I looked at my list on my phone and then realized I was prepared. Uh, I, this, this actually, I was reminded of this a couple weeks ago at work when one of the coworkers, a, 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 a boss of mine, someone above me, they they noticed that he looked a little different that day. Well, I recognized immediately. He always wears a suit, so he has pants and a jacket. And he didn't have a jacket on. And he said, yeah, when I was getting out of the car to come in to, to work today, I noticed that my jacket was a different color than my pants because it was like the black, dark blue thing. And so he said, I didn't wear a jacket today. And I was reminded and told, recounted this story. Um, when I had like my very first job out of school I you know I, I used to drive to work and I drove to work and I got out of my car and uh, I'm about to go or I'm getting out of my car but I stop um, I had I have two pairs of shoes that are really the same color but one is a loafer and the other is a tasseled loafer and so then I had to immediately um, instead of and what I'm sorry for this week is instead of owning it, I um, called someone and said, can you please go into my closet and bring the... I had to pick one also. I was like, can you please bring like the normal loafer because I've had the wrong shoes. And I, I was very appreciative because 
they did that instead of doing what they probably should have done and said, nope, that's your, your bad. You need to own your different colored shoes today. Because also, who's, who's going to care? They, they, no, one's, no one's looking at your shoes at work, especially when you're sitting all day. So I'm sorry for requesting someone get me my shoes like like some some little like your lord. squire yeah some some little lord uh so yeah so the shoes you were wearing were two different colors they were the same color but they were different well generally the same color like same kind of leather um but one was a tassel loafer and one was a regular loafer on one foot and on the other foot yes okay yes uh, but closet was dark when I went to get oh, the no, shoes out. Oh no, I was out. just clarifying. You, yeah. you had lost. Well, it me seems like someone could have fixed that. Yeah, I could have actually driven back. Oh no, I meant the darkness in the closet situation. <laughs> Yo, I messed up a lot <laughs> along the way. There's much to apologize here for, but I'm specifically sorry for bringing someone else into this mess. Good, because that's the only um, one that's a real apology. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm learning uh, after we've done however many of these. I'm learning what to actually be it's sorry been for. A couple. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, so be, be mindful of what you're wearing or just own your inadequacies, which is something I try to do every day. I, I think the latter is probably a, a good approach. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's, that's why I'm sorry for this week. Uh, do we have a big idea from Pop Culture? Oh my god, did you see that thing that happened on Game of Thrones last night? No, we're not going to talk about Game of <laughs> yeah, Thrones here. Yeah, that was really good. That was I can't was believe wild. that one character did the thing with the other character. I know. And that third character made an appearance. All right, so instead of this, I'm going to get... <laughs> so what, I, what I'm going to say is, since there aren't there aren't any... So I've I've been reading of late. I do this. Oh, congratulations! Um, I think we're pro reading. Um, can we can we pause? Can we get like a soundboard and insert a little applause noise yeah. for you? <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I just finished the electric Kool Aid acid test, which was a journey in its own way. But I decided to keep with the journey. Actually, I, I read play it as it lays in between, which is not the book I want to talk about today. Um, so I wanted to keep the, the jaunt up and kind of in the spirit of Game of Thrones starting again, I've started reading a book that basically everyone else has read except for me at this point uh, is Lord of the Rings. And you think, oh, it's kind of very fantasy-like and everything. It's a great book. It's unlike George R. R. Martin. It's really well written and it's great. And I'm surprised at how much I've been enjoying it. So that's my big idea from this week. Nice. Go back. Go to your used bookstore. Support local business and get a 75-cent copy of it in one of the millions of paperback editions that have come out. All right, that's a good idea. I'm actually not sure if I've read all of it. I think I might have read, like, whatever. Like, I think my middle school library had the sort of component parts broken out as separate books. I, I think, think it, I read Return it, of the it, King. It, having read the Game of Thrones books, I feel like it's kind of old TV versus new newer TV, like the golden era of TV, somehow they're able to make a show without lewd acts and sex and ultra-violence, and it's, it can be good, which is somewhat reassuring. Yeah. Um, so yeah, go, cool. go check it out. Have you, have you both read it, Max and Kevin? I read it back junior high, I think. Okay. I, was, I don't recall. I didn't okay. particularly love it, but... Um, the movie set a, a high bar, I think. That's true. That's, that's true. It did do that. All right. Well, that is the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Pretty OK Pod. 
or uh, drop us a line at itsprettyokay at gmail.com and let us know what you think. You can get this and every episode of the pod at our home on the web, www.prettyokaypod.com, or you can subscribe to the show on iTunes or most other places that you get podcasts. Uh, if you do that, we would love if you left us a rating, review, comment, uh, or just tell a friend. Uh, it's it's good when we share things, so uh, we would love to share what we do with some new people. We will be back again next week to talk about something else. Uh, thanks to Kevin for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, until next time, I'm Sean. I'm Max. Thanks for listening. Bye.